Okay, hi and welcome to chapter five. Okay, so the first note that I've made is next to um, the title where it says the Beatitudes. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I made a little like dash and said that this is the blessings said by Jesus. So regarding those who are poor in spirit, um, our flesh, the who we are before Christ is literally nothing. Like we need a savior. We are sinful people and um, we, need, we need the Holy Spirit. So we need to be poor in spirit to realize that and they get to a point where we receive the Holy Spirit. Regarding those who mourn, they get comforted because we live in a world where it's so sinful, it's ruled by the enemy and every single thing that you see in the news or the next thing, like the, the wars, the crimes, like the, the creative ways that crimes have evolved, you know, there are so many different things that you don't even know exist right now, whereas when you hear them, it just breaks your heart and it makes you think, how can a human being be that twisted? Um, and it's not the person, it's, the enemy and the fact that the enemy rules the world it makes sense that as believers we realize this and we mourn and it, it just breaks your heart and god comforts you my battery died but we're back regarding verse 5 where it says blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth the word meek means to be submissive um and we we need to submit to god and a meek person learns happiness isn't in the possessions but it's in a relationship with God and the meek will inherit the earth because of that reason. The first three beatitudes um, show the emptying process of us and our spirits. So we're poor in spirit, we're meek and we're mourning and then it goes on to seeking for answers and hungering for righteousness. So the next point is that if we aren't merciful ourselves then we haven't actually received God's mercy. Um, mercy in Greek is to get inside someone else's skin and this is what Jesus did for humanity. He came down in human form, experienced everything that we experience, spent time with humans he knows exactly how humans think how humans are the emotions we feel the temptations we feel um and he was merciful and this is what we need to do the next is blessed are the pure in heart for they shall seek god so the point that i've made about that is that the heart is the center of your being um unlike the pharisees we need to actually care less about seeming perfect and looking like we pray and fast and blah, blah 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 but actually doing it being pure in heart activity and the holy spirit helps us with that because he makes us a new creation he makes us pure in heart okay so the next is blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be sons of god to this i've written that um everyone expected in the bible to have a messiah that le leads them in war and conquers people and gentiles and rules the world basically in an aggressive manner um but peace is the key and that's literally what it's, it's telling us we need to be peacemakers um a peacemaker stops quarrels brings good and that's exactly what jesus did he brought peace between man and God and it was so necessary for that to happen. So because we're called to be peacemakers, we need to be peacemakers, you know? Um, just like Jesus did and how he closed the gap between God and humans, we need to also try to be the same, you know? We need to try to be the solution of this huge problem. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, the world is cruel and it's just very messed up in many ways, um, but we need to remain righteous, we need to remain just and reasonable um and when we're persecuted we need to not retaliate not be resentful and we need to rejoice because that means that we're going to get heavenly reward you know we're being persecuted um and that there, there's been much proof in here that whenever you are persecuted for your faith whenever you're persecuted because you're proclaiming the the gospel you will be rewarded for that okay so the next point that i've made is where it says rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you um i wrote here that the power of rejoicing is huge you need to be happy and grateful so regarding the salt of the earth salt adds flavor to food you know you add it it brings some type of flavor in there um we need to add life and flavor to other people's lives um we need to <sighs> You know what your life was like before you were saved and you know that if you had somebody that told you the gospel um and your heart was actually open to, to listen to it you know that 
what it brings you, insane. It's it's insane. So if you can be that for somebody else and just plant a seed, it doesn't even have to be anything serious. It can be you acting and living exactly how Jesus would want you to. That can be the cause for somebody else's faith to be awakened again. Thinking, oh, okay, well, if that person can do it, let me just look into what they're doing kind of thing. And that can be something that you don't even know you've done, you know? And that's what you need to try to do. Be the salt of the earth. Okay, the second point is salt creates thirst. Um, if you just have like a bowl of salt, you're going to be very thirsty and kind of unhealthy. Don't do that. So um, yeah, it creates thirst and we need to make others thirst for God. That's exactly like, you know, it makes sense. It's just the whole, like, this is why I'm, I say that the words used in the Bible, they aren't a joke. They're not just a passing comment. They have, they're so filled with information that can be so easy to just overlook you know okay so the next thing after salt is that we're supposed to be the light of the world light dispels darkness light reveals darkness um and it shows the way out of darkness as well so points for that is that you shouldn't hide your relationship with god um good works should draw attention to christ whatever you're doing for christ should draw attention from other people to christ not to yourself so regarding christ coming to fulfill the law i wrote down next to it don't be like the pharisees who obsessed over all of the laws and the details and they ignored what actually mattered which is the relationship you have with god and he is the fulfillment of the laws and the old testament basically that's what i've written right next to it um and i said that jesus isn't a rule book he is the way it's like you believe in him not oh i must do this and then this and then you know no like he's first and then everything else comes along. So the two parts that I've circled is where Jesus says, I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So fulfill them, I've um, circled. And also where it says that, truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. I circled accomplished because I believe that Jesus has accomplished it all. You know, he's fulfilled the Old Testament, which is why I believe that we're now under Jesus. And he He is what we cling on to. Not, oh, I can't fix two fabrics together. I can't. Um, I must do like we're not ruled by the Sabbath or this or that it's like we now are ruled by Jesus like he is the way you know so verse 21 to verse 26 about anger um I wrote down that we shouldn't say things about God's other children in anger so say you're at church and say somebody really annoys you and you say something cruel against about them or whatever it is just in a passing comment or gossip about them whatever it is or spread something about them don't do that that is also God's kid you know regardless of what you think about them even people that aren't Christians um you can walk past someone, you can see someone on Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, and have a thought in your mind that's kind of just mean, you know, and you know you're being mean. Um, don't do that. That's, that's, don't do that. Also, I just want to say as well, on this channel, I'm going to say a lot of things like, oh, guys, don't be this, don't sin, don't, you know, but I struggle with it just like everyone else does. Everything that I'm saying to you guys, like, oh, don't say this and that about God's other children, I need to also obey that. If someone I was walking past, like, spit on me, it's going to be very hard for me to, to, bless them instead of curse them you know and that's something i need to work on too it's not i'm not i'm not on a high horse right now that's what i'm trying to say so yeah so regarding the section about lust i wrote down that sin is born when we entertain our sinful minds so whenever something comes into your mind to, for that to happen the sin is born if you entertain that thought so if if your brain says oh go to this person's house you know that if you act on that something is going to come of it so sin is born when you're entertaining those things those thoughts in your mind verse 29 says that if your right eye causes you to sin tear it out and throw it away so to that section i've written don't play with going to hell it's worth a limb and you should avoid it at all costs by avoiding your fleshly desires so whenever your flesh desires for you to do something don't think oh you know what like i know i'm weak the flesh is weak and i'm gonna do it because of the grace of god he's just gonna forgive me no don't do that because it's a very serious thing you know stop giving into your desires work on it and 
I don't know, seek help as well and stuff like that. I know it's much easier said than done. And I know certain people have like temptations that are much more difficult to suppress or temptations they've given into for years. So now it's like, it's very hard to stop a habit that you've done for years, you know? Um, but it is something that we need to work on. Also about verse 28, where it says, everyone who looks at a woman with uh, lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Um, a comment that I've made about that is that God doesn't just want us to physically be like, oh, okay, well, I thought it, but I didn't act on it. That's no, because God wants to reform our hearts, you know, not just put us on a place where it's like, oh, okay, oh, but she sinned, oh, kind of, no, like our hearts are supposed to be different. Like if I'm looking at someone and lusting and somebody else is actually physically doing the act, it's the same thing, you know? I'm not better than somebody else just because I've decided not to do it, no. Like this kind of shows us as well that God is running after our hearts. It's not, it's not to give us ammunition to make sure that we feel like we're holy or righteous, you know? No, he wants your pure obedience, you know, from your heart to your actions, not just your actions and then you're thinking, oh, no, you know? I hope that makes sense. Regarding divorce, it's quite straightforward. And then when it comes to oaths, again, it's quite straightforward. Don't swear using God's name. If a friend asks you, oh, swear to me you're gonna be on time on this day, don't say, oh yeah, I swear to, and then use the Lord's name, don't do that. It literally says on here, um, let what you say simply be yes or no. I love the Bible because it gives you straightforward ways to live and act and you can just read that and think, okay, cool, now I know. So in the future, when I'm like, when that's about to come out of my mouth, I need to realize and stop myself. And if that, if I do, I realize that I've just done something that God doesn't want me to do. So I'm gonna fix that and repent, you know? I'd say the rest are quite straightforward. Like retaliation, don't retaliate, only do what you need to do. If somebody insults you, don't think that insulting them back is the answer, you know? Be bigger, that's what we're called to do. And when it comes to where it says, um, turn the other cheek and also give to the one who begs from you, don't refuse. Um, the one who would borrow from you say you have uh, I don't know your last remaining 30 pounds and somebody really needs money and they need like I don't know 15 which is half of what you have um it's very easy for you to be like oh no no no, no I'm not doing that I'm not giving it um but we're called against that you know so if you don't specifically have a reason like oh tomorrow I need to go here and I'm, I'm gonna need to pay like 28 pounds so I need I can't give away okay kind of but if you can give give because that's what we're called to and whenever you obey god you will get some type of reward as well not that not i'm not saying that you should always do things just so you can get a reward no it's just the right thing to do and it's what we're called to do so always listen to the holy spirit because you know when you ignore the holy spirit you can tell um say you walk past someone and you know you're supposed to just ask them are you all right like can i help you but you don't that will be bugging you, you know? And if it doesn't, then maybe you need to spend more time with God so that the Holy Spirit, you can hear God more. So guys, the last thing I'm gonna say about um, love your enemies is it, it's just perfect. Like those tax collectors do the same, you know? And obviously that's kind of referring to them as like being horrible people at that time. So compare that to people now, like murderers, whoever, like whatever it is that you think is an evil person, that person will be nice to those who are nice to them, you know? So how different are we if we're only nice to people that we're nice to, if we're only friends of Christians, if we only, are open to speaking and conversing or whatever with only people who have the same mindset as us like that's that's completely the opposite of what god wants us to do you know god makes it rain on the just and the unjust and we need to just be you know open and positive and pray for those who persecute us and be nice to those who are different from us you know okay so i hope that was helpful and i hope you got some notes from it any if you have any questions as well this is like a tip that i'm gonna say say i just say something like I have no idea, but say I say something and you're like, oh, what does she mean by that? Or what does that even mean? Um, I suggest you Google it. Literally just be like, okay, so she said the Magi are blah, 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 blah. I'd literally write it down. And then when you finish this video and when you've like taken all the notes you want, etc., then I'd go Google it and then have more of an insight, you know? I feel like one of the things we really need to do and have as Christians 
especially in today's world, is answers. Um, not because we need to justify ourselves, but because there's actual people that they might come across as like on a high horse and be like, oh, okay, well, I don't believe in the, in the Bible because blah, 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 blah. If we don't have something to say back to that, that is somebody that could potentially be saved by God that we're kind of hindering because of the fact that we don't even know our stuff, you know? For example, imagine the conversation of like a non-believer who's really suffering, you know? They've got loads of things going on in life. They they really need a savior. They really need to meet Jesus because he will change their lives. And on, who knows how much work that person can even do for the kingdom if we actually introduce them. Um, whereas say, and then say there's a Christian right next to them who is kind of, he, who doesn't really know their stuff. Um, and they have had all the opportunity as well. I'm not gonna bash anyone that doesn't actually have the opportunity, but they have the opportunity to learn, to seek God and to learn about him and to blah, blah, blah. And yet they don't. So when this person now, comes and says oh okay well doesn't your faith say this um how can you believe in that if this person has no knowledge no context as to what the bible says why it says what it says who wrote it why blah blah blah, blah then there's no you're not helping the other person you know we're not even supposed to give these kind of advices that's a wrong word but we're not even supposed to like give the justifications because we're like I don't know, being passive aggressive, we're supposed to give it as like, oh, this is the answer, you know? If you're actually seeking, then God will do the work. Like, I don't even need to convict you or anything. If you ask me, oh, why does the Bible say this? Um, I can say, oh, it says it because of this, you know? You can believe it or not, that's, that's your decision. It's just, I need to tell you, and that is my calling, I guess, you know? So thank you so much for watching. I hope it was helpful to you. I will see you in chapter six. I don't know when it's gonna be uploaded. Um, I also don't really know my schedule of uploading um, for this channel, but we will see and we'll figure that out. And yeah, I hope this has helped you. I pray blessings over you and I will catch you in the next video.